everybody. This is RJ, Ash, Ray, Brandon, Harrison, and Bronson. We host a Dungeons & Dragons podcast called Realms and Nerds. Some highlights of our show include wreaking havoc in every town we visit, blowing up hot tubs, killing off fan-favorite characters, high necromancers, inappropriate wedding etiquette, and every now and then, actually good storytelling. Join us in the realms of Pridea for fun fantasy adventures. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just about wherever you get podcasts. Welcome, everybody, back to uh, Stranger Damies here. Uh, I believe this is episode 128. Um, we're just a bunch of first-time D&D players, rolling some dice, having some fun, making some mistakes, and uh, getting much deeper into a campaign than most first-time campaigns do, so proud of that. Um, to recap, um, the Wild Stallions are currently in Hell, or as the young people of Hell call it, Outer Heaven, um, and have uh, run into um, an old uh, enemy by the name of Tativilus, um, who has seemingly uh, been going through the hells and murdering each of the archdukes of those layers. Um, took out the Despater in Dis, um, took out um, uh, Zariel in Asvernius, along with um, uh, Tiamat, and has... Uh, uh, Traveled down, or there's evidence that he traveled down to the fifth circle and attempted to take out um, the leaders of that circle. Um, the stallions, uh, while down there, ran into uh, Jerion and um, the, the, uh, the Vicious um, and uh, found out that the uh, tomb that was located below uh, the castle in Stygia um, had been opened and the second of three tombs needed to raise Lucifer Morningstar um, had been unchained. Um, a plan was hatched um, that it seemed like the third and final tomb is probably located somewhere near an upcoming wedding um, that you guys are attending for uh, Tribeca and Balzabub, um, the leader of the seventh circle um, of hell um, that's coming up in about, uh, I guess, seven days time for you guys at this point. Um, so, uh, Jerion, uh, decided to go out ahead as sort of a scouting party, uh, with some of his, um, you know, devils and, uh, uh, imps and stuff like that to, uh, investigate what's going on around, um, the church, uh, the Helton, um, where it is being, uh, the service is being held. Um, and you guys, um, had just had a, uh, as restful of a, uh, dinner and, drinks as you can have in hell um and as you were getting ready to go to bed um uh tiresias heard a voice from his coin um and he pulled it out of the coin purse and it was the uh, voice of Cranor. um and he said uh we're we're coming we're on our way um and that's where we um that was the last thing you guys heard um and then we joined back in uh with Tiresias at the coin, and Craner uh, goes uh, to you, Tiresias. He's like, uh, 
We're coming. We're on our way. Uh, do you guys really need to come down here? I'm very confused. Yes, we, uh, we have some important news that we need to deliver to you, and, uh, we'll give it to you when we meet at the seventh level, um, probably the day before the wedding. I think that's when we'll be able to get there. Just me? No, the whole group. Okay. I just happened to put the coin in your coin pouch. Okay. This does. <laughs> yeah, I thought... I thought it would be better in case if I needed to do anything about the red dragon, he whispers. <laughs> <laughs> and even though he does not need the whisper. Um, uh, so that the uh, the whole group did not know. But this is much more important and much more world-threatening. So um, we'll fill you in on the details there. Me and the rest of the of our group are coming on down. Um, so we'll see you there. Uh, okay, we'll be ready. All right, this so... This episode's going to be titled Wedding Crashers, right? <laughs> that, to be honest, um, out of game, that was probably going to be the title of the wedding episode, <laughs> and it will still be the title of the wedding episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Pause for edit break. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll keep that in. Um, so, uh, Tiresias uh, puts the coin back. Um, the shine sort of disappears from it, um, just so it becomes more inconspicuous inside the coin pouch. Um you lay down, everybody has taken a long rest after a very um, tough battle um, down in the uh, the area where the uh, tomb was located. Um, anybody that had lost max hit points, um, all the way back up. You guys are good. Long rest cures that, along with uh, if anybody had gotten greater restoration. Um, so everybody should be good. Spells, um, hit points, you all should be good. Um, you're level 14 now. Um, so, since you guys have about five days or so um, before you uh, probably should be making your way down, um, I thought I'd give you guys some downtime. So, uh, who wants to uh, be up first um, uh, with uh, with doing their downtime? And uh, I'm going to start off with just a little bit, and I'm going to let everybody do what they need to do but first i'm going to cast mordenkainen's magnificent mansion okay for everybody it's like this is where we want to use to do any planning uh for ahead of the attack i'll cast this basically every day we're here on in Stygia. and okay. uh i'm gonna use the time to create a gun range in the mansion so I could become proficient in the use of my pistol, also known as the Widowmaker. And uh, I will have to change that now. Um, I so did. quick question for you. Um, yep. uh, are you allowing Glacier access to the mansion? Mm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wild Stallions only. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to know for any future scenes. Um, so before you guys, um, as you guys come downstairs and Pizza Tacos explains the plan and what the mansion is going to be, um, Glacier walks into the inn and goes, so guys, um, since you're uh, probably going to be here for a little bit, I just want to let you know some things going on in Stygia. Um, over at the Ice Tea, um, tomorrow is their, um, monthly, uh, pit fighting event. Um, if you guys, anybody wanted to sign up for that, uh, is there are two types of combat. Um, you can either do hand to hand, 
or weapons. Um, and your opponent will be known once you sign up. It's ran, you know, randomly drawn, unless if you want to put up some extra money to fight the champion of the uh, of the iced tea. Uh, so um, just uh, be sure uh, come find me. I'll be down there. That'll be tomorrow um, for that. That sounds um, fun. Yeah. Uh, what did what did you say? Uh, a pit fighting tournament, monthly Ooh. pit fighting tournament. Ooh. Is there like is there a prize for the winner? Yeah. Uh, normally, it's uh, I guess I could work something out for you. You usually it's like a dozen souls um, mm. for people down here, but I'm sure we can work something out if one of you guys win. I, I lean over to uh, Fred. Fred, can I do anything with a thousand souls? I think he said um, a dozen yeah. souls. Oh. <laughs> what, what's the difference? Is there a difference? Just so. about 988 <laughs> souls. <laughs> both, of them, both of them are infinitely more souls than you currently have. Well, yeah, that's true. I guess you have one soul, but you get what I mean. Um, a dozen souls. Yeah, you could probably do something with that. Although the thing is, um, souls are... Uh, not they carrying them around tends to wig people out if they're not you know used to it um so you would probably want to spend them quickly i'll do it a dozen thousand souls you're on <laughs> and glacier goes okay uh yeah like i said just be down at the iced tea tomorrow morning and um we will um sign you up for the tournament um just take the time to think which which track you want to do um, you know, and then, uh, let me know when you get there. That's good. Good. I was hoping one of you would sign up. Oh, so, I'll be there. Yeah. We, we usually have the same people fight all the time. You know, it gets kind of boring after a while. Um, but it's nice to have some, some new blood in there. Mm -hmm. So, um, there's also a, um, yeah, they're doing a, uh, goblin meat eating contest. If anybody want to be in that, that is taking place tonight. Um, I qu a quick qu question yes. for you. Uh, the souls that are the prize for the pit fight. Yes. Where where do you guys get those souls from? Just a quick question. <laughs> eh, normally, you know, uh, any kind of... Uh, eh, I guess you guys would quote them as good people um, up on the material plane. Right. Um, so but our, our friend Bort doesn't lose his soul if he do, if he doesn't. Oh no no! Him, right? uh, okay. I didn't. I'm not losing my soul. I didn't sign up for that. I'm only uh, taking. You technically, souls. haven't signed up for anything. Right. Yeah. That's tomorrow morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to give. No, no. Nobody. Nobody dies. Um, in this, uh, we do have a uh, medic on hand. Um, mainly. Check. Yeah. Roll the. I, wanna, I I don't believe someone doesn't die in this. Uh, ooh, natural 20. Natural 20. He is he is absolutely telling the truth, but it's you get the sense that it's not for the reason um, that you would normally not let people die. Um, and he looks at you and goes, yeah, so nobody dies. Mainly because we don't have a whole lot of people down here, so if the pit fighting tournament just had one winner at the end, we wouldn't be able to hold it anymore. So, so now... Like the the whole soul thing is that like a raffle, yeah. like a ticket kind of thing? I could go to the booth, and like, oh yeah, I want that sword or something. 
Here's a dozen uh, souls. Yeah, you can you can probably barter with some uh, shopkeepers around here mm-hmm. um, with souls. I'm sure. What could what could twelve twelve souls buy you? I think is what Bort's trying to ask. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, if, if I remember correctly, I haven't used them in a while. Um, I think it's like, I think it's like five souls, and you can get like a, a weapon. I think, or armor. Um, I don't really have much use for armor. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, you can sort of, it's like, basically it's the equivalent to, and he sort of racks his brain. He's like, I think the high level coin for you guys would be, um, what is it? Uh, I believe it's platinum would be the thing above your gold. Um, so let's put it in these terms. Yeah. I have 12 souls. Yes. I'm trying to get a woman for the night. What could twelve souls get me? I mean, twelve women. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for souls, you, know, you can one soul will get you top of the line. Because what's know. top of the line to you? Um, are we talking an orc? Or are we no, talking no, for, like for, a high for, class elf? No, down, for me, down in hell. For me, and he he leans in and he goes, for me, it would be a pit fiend. Okay. Just, I'm just trying to see what twelve souls gets us. I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm sort of spoken yeah, for. You can, yeah, you can get, you get some high end down here for just <laughs> I thought, one. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say tail at the end. <laughs> high end tail. I mean, they all have tails, board. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't yeah, know well, what you're insinuating there. So, Fred, can I do this, please? Can yeah. I, can I fight? We, we were never trying to stop you. Oh yeah. well, no! I just I want to make sure it's okay. Is, I, we have... is Fred the boss of you now? <laughs> well, no. I just want to make sure it's okay. You know, I don't want to just run off and fight without, you know, you okay. guys knowing. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine. Okay. Well, at least we asked Fred permission to do the things that we were going to do this week. Yeah. I can He's ask asking you. asking me as his local guide. Yeah. Right. I, like, I, it, it's fine. I, I just always thought you were your own man, Bort. I'm a total, so... I'm not a man. <laughs> so anyway, That's uh, a good point. I have a, I have a also in this mansion, which you guys are free to use. You want to do some research, anything like that. I also have like a planning room with a whiteboard and Ooh. some thumbtacks. If we want to connect things to things. Like so, a little spider web kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We've got a whole planning room. Figure we probably should spend some time in there this week to try and lock down a plan of attack for this whole, uh, you know, wedding. Okay. And, and Glacier goes, I see you guys are busy, but just a reminder, goblin meat-eating contest tonight. You'll need to see me then if you're going to be in it. And Bort, I will see you in the morning. And he scurries on out of the inn. All right. Uh, so who's doing the goblin eating contest? Uh, okay, I, uh, I don't I don't know that I would enjoy the taste of that very much. I'm surprised you didn't, go in, you didn't want to go into the pits. You've never had goblin before? No, no, not this lifetime. What about Astaroth? Uh, oh, yeah. He, he's a dragon. He could eat like ten of them at once. What do yeah, you say, Astaroth? Astaroth? How does your stomach work? <laughs> how does your <laughs> stomach work? Do you still have a red dragon sized stomach while you're in human form? He goes, uh, I'd assume so. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just make note of what Mark's doing right now, because <laughs> uh, Jen has to uh, mimic that next time. <laughs> she did make him a smoke. Astaroth hungry. <laughs> Astaroth smash goblin raw. Is that what he's going to be like? <laughs> and he hulks out into a red dragon. Um, he's like, well, I have nothing else to do if somebody wants to come with me. Um, maybe. That might not be a bad idea. I think I'm... <laughs> I don't know if my stomach is up for watching a goblin eating contest. To be honest with you, uh, I need to do. I think I need to do some research about all of this stuff that's happening with uh, Zakara. I mean, it's probably a good idea to get some more background on what's happening. I agree. <laughs> um, Why did she become Southern? I don't know. Uh, real quick, she wanted to try and scry on Tativius while we're okay. in the mansion. If that's okay, can possible. you um I don't know this do you have the scrying spell up right now? I do have the scrying spell up. Can you tell me if there are any restrictions on it? Uh you can see and hear a particular creature you choose that is on the same plane of existence as you. The target must make a wisdom saving throw which is modified by how well you know the target and the sort of physical connection you have to it. If the target knows you're casting the spell, it can fail the saving throw voluntarily if it wants to be observed. So, knowledge... Yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to know if it had any restrictions in terms of levels of health. You know? Uh, it doesn't say but anything it, it, about... Yeah, it just says planes of existence. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did she want to do that first or after the research, did she say? Uh, she said now. Okay. All right. All right, so uh, uh, she uh, she sits down and um, you know, sort of um, uses the table to kind of block herself so that you know you guys are sort of protecting her while while you know scratching out the uh, the symbols on the ground and you know sort of getting everything ready and um, you see her go down you know cross her legs and. Um, you see her head flash back in the, um, you know, um, her eyes turn black. I'll have you roll. I think you roll. Against I roll. It. Okay. Yeah. But here it says if if you know the target well, it has a minus five to its roll. Okay. I don't know if do we technically know Tativi as well. I mean, we've gone up against him a bunch of times. We've talked to him, no. right? It, even if we did the know it well, he, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, she gets uh, in there and um, as she's going through um, the thing, uh, right as soon as she gets into the um, location, you see, uh, like, the back of Tativius, um, and um, she gets in the room, doesn't seem to notice you at all, Um uh, does she uh, roll perception for her? Perception. To see if she four. can see the room. Okay. Let's. Ooh, it's pretty good. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen's good. Um, yeah. So it looks like the um, it looks like a cavern um, area. It's not much light, if any at all, down there. Um, and uh, you see the uh, back at Tativius. Um, but she does know, notice with the 15 that he's walking towards, um, some kind of opening, 
And the uh, scrying spell follows him towards there, sort of blurry around what it is. And then as he um, walks through the opening, uh, the spell dissipates and comes back. So it didn't really glean too much there. No. The What, what you had learned is that um, it looked like he went through an opening of some kind and he was in a cavern at the moment. Okay. And, you... and then the spell, it wasn't like it got ended by something or something. It just seemed like the spell itself just stopped working. Did it, did it look like he was in a room of some sort, or was he was he outside? Uh, roll an intelligence check for her to see what she remembered, because it kind of... Oh, not great. Seven. Seven. Yeah, so um, it just... Uh, what she could glean from the fast uh, memory of it is that, you know, it just looked like some kind of, you know, cavern, catacomb sort of, you know, underground area. Um okay. And that he walked through some opening, um, and then the spell just ended. Um, okay. She didn't get the feeling like she did when, um, you know, a spell is ended by someone. Um, it's the first time she's felt this, but it just sort of seems like the spell ended. Okay. When he walked through that opening. All right. So, me speaking as Zakara, I'm not going to do a voice. <laughs> uh, so he he seemed to be underground. Walking into a room, and then the, I was kind of forced out almost like it just ended. Uh, do we think that maybe he's already found the third sarcophagus? It may be, but I know he needs a sacrifice. Okay, so maybe he's just checking it out, making sure the preparation is all good. Yeah, I mean, the third one, once the third one opens. From what I understand, and maybe if someone's going to the library, maybe you could check this out. Find out anything you can on Lucifer Morningstar. See about any rituals, if there's any books about rituals of bringing him up, back. Um, but I'm, from what I gather, is that once the third one is open, Morningstar is going to be there, and he's going to be looking for someone to envelop? I don't know, eat. whatever the, you know, eat, I guess? I don't know what you do with a sacrifice. I guess you eat or just absorb it sort okay. of like into you. Hmm. But maybe yeah, that's something you guys could find out if you guys are going to the library. What do you think, Tiresias? Shall we? You big blue me. handsome dragon born you. <laughs> <laughs> Always wanted to tell you how handsome you are. Oh, that's canon oh, now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I, I'm shooting from the hip here, guys. <laughs> Burning bridges. <laughs> no, right. yeah, let, uh, let's let's do that. Should, should we, uh, do you think we should disguise ourselves? I mean, you're, you're a... Knight of Bahamut, and I'm an elf. I don't know if they would really, you know, well, take too we, well to us just kind of moseying around here. I mean, we're we're basically living in the castle for the next three or four days, so I assume we're we're welcome here. Persona Mascrata. I don't know. I don't know Latin. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite. Also, I have turned all of my Bahamut paraphernalia inside out, so no one really knows at this point. Uh, Mark. Yes. DM. Do do a lot of people know that we're here, or is it like well known that we're in hell? Uh, you, you guys did uh, help release the barrier on the leader of the Circle of Hell, so um, people know. So you you guys are 
pretty well known amongst the people that would stop you. Okay. So, all right. So people know. And, you know, and, you know, anybody that the, because the leader can talk telepathically. Okay. You know, so he's let any, because he had let you know that, you know, you can do any research and shop and do all that. So he let all those people know. So. Okay. So, all right. So people know we're here. We don't need to really hide. It's up to you guys if you want to do it, but yeah, that's 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 what Actually, you know right now is that he offered you an invite to just use the library and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I can I can alter well, I Zakara <laughs> can alter self. So yeah, yeah, let, I'll do that. I'll just uh, I'll take a random demon that we saw in the streets, and I'll as Zakara will alter herself to kind of look like that okay all right um so uh just so we can get situated here we have uh, zakara and tiresias going to the library um pizza tacos is going to his gun range um in the mansion um uh i guess bort and um Asterot are preparing for the goblin meat eating contest um yeah bort's not involved he's just gonna walk him over yeah i'll, I'll watch i'll cheer yeah. on and uh, so, Fred, um, I I re- think I remember in the last episode you had something you wanted to do. Yeah, I have a shopping list. By shopping, I mean stealing okay. from the guards. <laughs> um, okay, so I've been putting together this shopping list, and we'll see, I guess, we'll see how much of this I can actually obtain. Um, I think last time I asked other people if they wanted me to get anything while I was out, and um, nobody had anything they wanted to add. But I was planning to steal a weapon for Bort, because I know that he was kept asking for hand axes. Hand axes. Um, yes, please. And... <laughs> do you want <laughs> do you want hand axes, or do you want a, like a, um, a giant weapon like you're currently using? Fred, listen to what your heart tells you. Whatever you think would fit me, I trust you. Okay. Um But get go. me like a good good thing. Don't like don't listen to your heart if it's like a slingshot or something like that. That's not good. Okay, I'm gonna go with a, a big weapon for our big boy. My um. man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So um let me Give me one second to look at what I want to get for um, Bort, and huh, that looks good. Okay, um, yeah. so first thing is um, I want to get Iron Bands of Binding okay. and or Dimensional shackle, Shackles, having something to uh, restrain enemies seems good okay um yeah i i could see both of those things being in an armory yeah yeah. the dimensional shackles are also to prevent people from like teleporting away magically and so that definitely seems like an important thing for guards in hell to have yes um next is uh so those two things and then weapons um so the devils are 
resistant to normal weapons, right? Um, like a regular attack with a non-magical weapon? Yeah, yeah, it has to be magical. Okay. I wasn't going to go as far as uh, some of them need adamantite, but that would be too much to, okay. you know, keep track of on my end. So it's just as long as it's a magical weapon, you're good. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so I want to get a, uh, yeah, I want to get a different short sword um, okay. because we keep not the wounding thing is annoying. Um, <laughs> I would like to not have to deal with that anymore. Okay. So I think... So... Do you want two, to find the two options. There? We'll see. Yeah, two options um, that I would specifically like. Okay, let me back up. Okay. Out of game a little bit. I'm assuming that I can sort of take this opportunity to basically pick what I want, right? And then assuming yeah. it's reasonably there, then. Yeah, and and depending on um, your role, it's how successful you are getting it. Right. So, um, and just to let you know, the um, what I'll do when you're inside the armory, um, the longer you're there, or the more items you try to grab, the DC is higher for not being spotted. Okay. Um, so, so basically, make a priority list. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing I would like is the dancing short sword. Okay. Um, if that's not an option, or if that seems like too much, it's a very rare magical item. Then um, just a plus two short sword. Okay. Yeah, um, so see. we'll make that if you roll really high on on the check. We'll determine which one of those two you get. And then... Um, then for Bort, I want to get a great sword of sharpness. Okay. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> which is a very rare item. Okay. And if, if you roll low, it'll just be a great plus two great sword. We'll just work it that way. Sure, that works. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we'll, um, we'll start your scene because it's going to involve probably the most amount of rolling and the least amount of talking um, in it. Um, so we'll do yours first. Um, so you you exit uh, the castle area um, and you go down to um, roll me an investigation check. Um, sure. Also, this... yeah, so um, I am using my hat of disguise to disguise myself as a different citizen of hell. Yeah. Um, so that I don't look like myself. Yeah. And... 22 investigation. Okay. So with the, tw with the 22, you, you, you spotted the armory before going in the castle. <laughs> you know, like when nice. you first got here, you, you know exactly where it is. Um, uh, with above a 20, um, the the thing you were able to glean from from the distance you are is that it looks like there are only two guards doing like a patrol around it at all times. Um, okay. So um, as you as you approach, um, give me a, a stealth check. And um, this hasn't come up before because we've all, almost always had pass without a trace. But I do have boots of elven kind that give me advantage on stealth checks where I need to not be heard. Does yep. that apply here? Yep. 
So, uh, natural 20 for a 35. Yeah, so you make it to, um, tell me, um, it, it's it's a normal, like, just stone building or, you know, you know, it has multiple points of entry, roof, um, windows, door, with a self-check of natural 20, 35. Uh, which, which way do you want to get into this building? Um, I'm gonna say, I assume that the weapons are kept not near the entrance, so I'm gonna go through a window. That okay. seems like fun. Yeah, so with, with, with that stealth check, you have plenty of time to investigate all the windows, and you find the one that that is right over the weapons locker um so uh give me a um this would it just give me a stealth check without the boots you're because you're trying to stealthily open the window sure 27 yeah yeah uh so you get the window open um you're able to get inside um when you land inside the room is just full of weapons different kinds of armor um, there's a whole um, a pile, like trunk-like thing in the back that just seems to be full of accessories. Um, uh, so um, you know you've landed in the right place. Um, they all um, look pristine. Um, these are like top, you know, top shelf um, equipment down here. Uh, so now that you're in the armory and you pretty much snuck in here without being noticed. Um, uh, we'll go through the investigation checks to see if you uh, find what you're looking for. Uh, so, what's the first thing your your check you're going to search through here? Um, I'm going to look for Bort's weapon first. Okay. So, uh, so, give me an investigation check. Okay. Twenty-two. Okay, twenty-two easily beats. Um, you spot it immediately when you come in the window. It's like one of the first. Um, racks in front of you. Um, getting over a 20, you find the uh, great sword of sharpening. So I, Jonathan, told you what I wanted to find for Bort. Yeah. However, I'm imagining that um, Fred did not have something specific in mind. He was yeah. like, what would Bort want? Um, he didn't give me, he wouldn't tell me what he wanted for Christmas. Instead, <laughs> all he said is just, I don't know, surprise me. So I'm sneaking in and I'm very proud of sneak finding this open window and getting inside and I'm like, all right, what would Bort want? Uh, and then I look around and I see just a gigantic sword hanging on the wall um, that definitely looks special. And I'm like, well, yeah, that that seems good. Big weapon for the big turtle. Yeah, so so that that's a good way to phrase it. There's all these weapons that are in a rack and then you find what seems to be hanging above the racks, which looks like they're officer's weapons, you know, not the regular infantry weapons. Um, right. And you see that giant sword up there, um, and you grab it, um, and you, um, uh, I'm going to say retcon that you have the bag of holding with you. <laughs> yeah, that helps. <laughs> um, just because, or else this would be, it's, you, you would be done right now trying to carry a great sword back. Because uh, yeah. your strength's not that high. Um to carry everything else you're going to grab. But anyway, so you put in a bag of holding, um, and then what's up next? Um, the next thing is, um, let's do the short sword. 
All right. This is another right. investigation, right? Yep. Roll another investigation. Um, by the way, twenty-two is the lowest I can get on an investigation yeah. check because of the uh rook yep. stuff. Also, I have rolled three tens in a row for all three of these investigation <laughs> checks. So, roll twenty it's, seems suspect right now. It's going well. It's going very well. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I think oh no I think roll 20 is actually just taking into account that I can't get less than a 10 yeah oh, okay cool. that's very nice of it all right um so the short sword yeah so you know 22 like I said you um you find it um you uh again looking through his thing you're like oh it looks like you know, the top rack might be where to look. Um, so it takes you a little longer um, and you grab it um, and you start hearing um, noises out in the hallway um, as you grab it and put it in um, the bag of holding and you feel you have um, the opportunity for one more check, but you'd have to be real quick about it to get the correct thing you want. Then it's got to be the dimensional shackles. Okay. Yeah, so roll me investigation. Twenty-five. Yeah, that's it's a good that's a good time to actually roll above a ten. Um, so you you go in there and you reach in and you're trying not to make noise in there, and you grab the chain. Um, you make sure um, you get enough time to check out, and you're pretty sure um, that these are the the dimensional ones. They look a lot more ornate and have, have more runes on it than most of the other shackles in, in here. Um, so you grab that, throw it in the bag, and um, give me a stealth check to get back out the window. All right, 29. All right, you get out the window. Um, no problem. Um, the, um, just, to, just to put it up for the uh, um, luck of the dice, um, roll me an intelligence check to see if you remember to turn around and shut the window. Okay. 13. All right, over a 10, it's, you know, average and smart. You would have remembered to turn around. Um, you turn around and shut it. Um, you hear that the closing of the window alerts somebody in the building, but not anyone outside. So you're able to get away um, with no problem. Uh, so you got everything you went in there for. Um, just for those of you at home wanted to go behind the screen on the DCs, um, the three checks were 10, 15, 20, and 25. So <laughs> getting that 25 on the last roll was pretty clutch. Um, so you get out and you got all your stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll end it there. I'm assuming you head into the mansion that yeah, to get everything set. Um, I think I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, if you want to do something else, go ahead. Let me know, but. So this isn't going to take the whole time that we're taking downtime, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm imagining that Fred's just going to spend the rest of the is going to spend a small amount of time, like practicing with his new weapon and stuff, and then um, the uh, rest of the time just being a tourist in this layer of hell. Okay. Um, which I imagine is like vacationing to one state over. <laughs> yeah. So. So Fred, you know, 
gets his weapon, you know, sort of uh, goes into the mansion, um, uh, sets it up for Bort so that he makes sure he can see it um, when he comes in um, so that it doesn't clatter to the ground the next morning. Um, as, you know, anything brought into the mansion doesn't stay in the mansion. Um, so um, that's set out for him. You put the, you leave the shackles in the bag um, and you just, you know, go off on your adventures for the next couple of days, just checking out everything in this frozen hell land that you are currently in. Um, so that finishes out Fred's uh, downtime. Um, we'll move on to the, um, uh, we'll go to the shooting range. Wait, wait a um, minute. One last thing. Um, yeah. I try to wrap up the sword for Bort, but it's a great sword of sharpness, and so it doesn't work. <laughs> so, But I do put a bow around the handle. No, <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I like that little, the little things in life. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as, as you enter the mansion, Fred, and you sort of lay out um, the sword, you know, uh, Pizza Tacos is in there, uh, passes you by in the, in what I guess would be the foyer living room area as you're on your way to the uh, shooting range. So, okay. so what, des- describe what your Pizza Tacos' shooting range looks like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good question. Uh, it's sta- standard shooting range. I guess all the, uh, the silhouettes, what would they look like? I'm tempted to say Bort, that's not true. Um, they all look like Kieran. Jeez. Okay. They all have silhouettes of Kieran. Um, and just really plush couches, too, for just sitting time. All right. So, <laughs> so, so very high end shooting range. Yeah. Um, here. Are we, are we saying, is it like, like a shooting range we see with like multiple booths, or do you just have the one set up for you? Uh, uh, it's, it's th- let's say it's two it's one that's like mid-range one that's long range okay yeah all right so you set it up um give me a i'm trying to remember do you have the thing pulled up for getting proficiency um i, I think it's a specific role i do not okay. we'll just say we'll just we'll just say intelligence because that's what i'm gonna go with okay i think i think getting proficient at something would be your um so roll me an intelligence check Sixteen. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So that um, you know, first hour or so with the weapon, you're sort of getting used to it. Um, you get it in the right position. Um, you have it so the recoil's not as bad anymore. Um, got it ready. Um, roll me a to hit for it. Um, using the the actual actions. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The old widowmaker. Eight. Okay. Yeah. So, if I it lucky fires, that, it's, it I get lucky that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. That. If you want to. Yeah. There we All go. Right. We critted. So, <laughs> hey. So, so you uh, you aim the weapon and you're about to pull the trigger and then you realize, oh, I don't have it right. It's gonna it's gonna go off to the left. So you adjust from your practice earlier, and you pull and it's a dead shot into the ten point target. Um, in the uh, in the short range area, um, perfect shot. The uh, the one piece of paper there just explodes. It's a uh, ethereal paper anyway, um, but you know it just makes a nice nice fun little confetti like explosion uh, <laughs> when you when you get the crit um, okay. through it. 
Um, so you go through. Give me another uh, one more intelligence check. Um, as you switch to the long range. Okay. Ooh, we're gonna lucky that one too. Why not? Yeah, we're sure. on vacation. <laughs> Seventeen. <laughs> so you know, same thing. You realize this time that you have to, you know, maybe adjust a little bit and not aim a little above it. You know, you're getting the concept of bullet drop down as you're practicing um, through here. So you, after sort of figuring out the gun with that roll of 17, um, you set up the paper to go back and give me roll to hit and see how you do. Uh, yeah, for shits and giggles, I got one more lucky in me, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah, let's do it. 16. All right, 16. You get a good shot off, not not perfect into the 10. You get around the 9 area a little bit, and the paper stays intact. But um, you sort of, you have the stance and already that you won't roll, as long as it's within 90 feet, um, you know, you, you think you can hit it. Um, you feel with this intelligence that it's not great, you know, so uh, you'll still roll at disadvantage at 90 feet. Um, but you know you can hit something um, okay. from that distance, um, and yeah. So so you have you now have a fish proficiency to it, so you can add um, whatever your proficiency to it. So that raises the two hit. Um, you just spend the rest of that first day, um, you know, just going through and you know trying different cool poses. You know, turning the gun sideways and, <laughs> you know, doing all that stuff while you're down there. I just um, want to, I want to end the night. I'm just going to go to chill out. Okay. And I'm just going to drink there and just kind of eavesdrop on conversations. What I'm listening for is any mention of the wedding to Tivia specifically, uh, Lucifer Morningstar. And I think that's it. Hold on one second. I wrote it down. Uh, yep, that's it. All right. So we'll do two checks here. Um, give me a stealth check to make sure no one notices you trying to listen in on them. Okay. I do have plus 13. Yeah. 21. 21. Yeah. So you're, you're pretty good at being an ease, you know, uh, eavesdropper, um, in, in, especially in a loud environment like this. Um, so give me a, um, I believe I'm trying to think it would be to listen. Well, we'll just say, we'll, we'll just do a straight, um, we'll do a straight intelligence. Um, cause intelligence. I don't think this is a wisdom. I was um, thinking it was maybe like an investigation check, but. Oh yeah. yes. Yes. Sorry. Investigation. Investigation. Yeah. 26. 26. Yeah. So you listen around, chill out. A lot of the conversations are things you wouldn't want to repeat. Um, lots of just, things that you consider um, very, very evil just being talked about as, you know, flippant, like, you know, murdering like a, 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 you know, like a group full of people or burning down a town, you know, just just things like that, that, you know, a nor someone from the material plane would just, you know, recoil at um, just that's the casual conversations going on here. You it's do like hear nobody um, tips. <laughs> yeah. Including the nobody tips. Yeah. 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 Just, Disgraceful. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. People, 
you hear conversations from the waiters. They hate certain customers, and you hear this sort of, sort of, you know, behind the scenes talk and uh, amongst all the all the waitresses and waiters. Um, but you do hear um, one guy in the back, um, sort of trying to discuss uh, with his friend. Um, uh, it it sounds like to anyone else, it would just sound like um, doomsday conspiracy talk. Um, but to you. Um, he keeps mentioning, he's like, I'm telling you, he's coming. He's coming back. You know, they're going to bring him back. We have to be ready. And that, uh, that, that's all what's, he, what's he look like, to, like in terms of actual yeah. appearance? Yeah, so he's um, he looks like a little bit of an older ice devil, kind of like a little bit older uh, looking um, glacier. Um, and he's talking to um, what looks like his... Um, a uh, little um, horn devil friend, um, which is a big giant man with uh, huge horns, probably like seven foot tall, <clears throat> um, sitting in there. And he's just going, oh, come on, Gary, that's just a rumor. You know, people have been trying to get him to come back ever since he retreated. You know, it's, it's, it's just, don't worry about it. We have it under control. So what I could gather from this conversation is Gary is nervous about it. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like like a the world is nigh, you know, or the end is sure. nigh sort of person with the sandwich board sort of saying all this stuff. Yeah. And um cool. You know, and his his friend is uh sort of just telling him to dismiss it. But um the you know, the the terms of someone taking over hell and the end of the world or sure. you know to anyone else would seem weird, but to okay. you, it like it pikes your interest. Okay, so I want to commit Gary's face to memory. Okay. Uh, while I'm here in this town, I want to make anytime I want, I might see him. I kind of like want to like you know make that a thing because I want to eventually approach him when it's a better time. I don't want to do it now. Okay. So next time I see him, I want to kind of approach him when he's approachable. And just talk to him, but um, right now, because I know we want we'll probably segue into something, but yeah. I want to do I want to send two sending spells before, because I do want to go see Bort's fight. Okay. Um, that's the thing. I, that's the thing. I I want to accompany him tomorrow morning to go down there. So I'm gonna send two sending spells. Okay. I'm gonna send one to Teddy. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to say. Find out what, or find out who's on the guest list, and find out who is the what? You, what do you call it? The um, preacher or okay, MC, the master of ceremonies, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll me a d twenty. Okay, straight D twenty. Yeah, that's twelve. Yeah, okay. yep. So, um, uh, you go to send the message, and you feel um, a little bit of that resistance you felt when you were trying to contact um, Tribeca when you were in the material plane and she was in hell. Um, so you feel that little bit of resistance as you're trying to call out to him. Um, but your experience, you break through, um, and you get to him, and he goes. And he goes, hello, uh, yes, um, I believe we have been able to research 
everyone that's going to be there. Um, and the uh, as far as we can tell, the preacher just looks like a normal cult of Beelzebub or, or you know, I, I guess that's what they're called. He usually he doesn't really like groups of people. And then it cuts off <laughs> at the 25 words. Okay. So. Um, and then I'm going to send a sending message to Tribeca. Okay. And it's just going to be, is there anything new you can tell me? If you have sending, tell me something new every day. Okay. So she comes back and she's like, well, first thing, um, they are making arrangements for Asmodeus to be here. I was not expecting that. Uh, but if I hear anything new, I will um, send you a message. Great. And then I just send one back says, love you. <laughs> Aww. And so she, sen- she sends back Sweet the not. sending equivalent of the heart emoji. <laughs> is there one? Are we making is that canon now? <laughs> um, Did anyone overhear him say that? It's all in his head. I would say he can say it mentally. He doesn't have Damn to it. say it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted to get in on that. <laughs> Sending is all it, inside your head. Okay. Um, so then I'm going to go I, back. I, uh, sorry. Sorry. Good. I was just going to say. So then I'm going to go back to the mansion for the night and plan to accompany Bort to the fight in the morning. Alright. So, um, you send those uh, lay back, relax on the couch sort of um, after your shooting drill, send those messages out um, and uh, just take it easy um, you know, for the uh, rest of the night um, in the mansion. Um, we cut to uh, Astronaut and Bort um, walking towards the uh, iced tea um, for the uh, gobbling meat eating contest. Um, as you approach, Glacier goes, Ah, you guys made it! And she looks over at Bort and she goes, Are you doing this one too? No, I'm just here to support my uh, my buddy here. He's going right. to eat the hell out of some goblins. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks over, She, uh, you know, Glacier looks over at... Uh, um, yeah, Sterat, if we haven't described it yet or you're tuning in uh, for the first time, um, the uh, Astrot's form at this point is a seven-foot uh, Azamar. <laughs> um, so she turns and looks up at him because it's the first time that she's seen him standing um, at full height and, like, that wasn't in the throes of battle. Um, you know, uh, he goes, Oh, uh, sure. Um... Uh, okay, and you know, uh, he looks. She he looks over at you, Bort, um, because there's the the thing to sign in, um, and and kind of just looks at you. Um, for, oh, I for, don't know. For, I don't know how to write, so don't even. I I could put like a little marker on it <laughs> or something. <laughs> and Glacier says, just 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 write something on there, and um, he just puts a little scribble line, and he's like, Glacier's like, okay, thumbs up. So you guys head on in. You walk into this room. Um, it's got a big, long table set up. Um, in it, you see uh, pit fiends, horned devils. There's a chain devil that's just really having a hard time keeping his chains out of the way while trying to do this. Um, it's kind of actually a little comical. 
um, but you wouldn't dare laugh in front of all these devils um, <laughs> down here. Um, you know, and there's a you know a couple couple ice devils on the end, um, and then the glacier leads Astra out to his plate, um, and it's just the um, give me a Constitution saving throw, uh, Bort. For, uh, as Bort. Yeah. Okay. Con, oh, I have advantage on these. Uh, that is a twenty-three. All right. Uh, it there's an odor to it, but you you sort of are able to resist um, oh. getting sick by it. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, buddy. This is all you. I'm gonna be in the back. I got okay. you. <laughs> all right. So Astrot gets in his place. They put a giant plate of meat um, in front of him. Um, he doesn't seem to be affected at all by the uh, by the smell. No, um, I'm, I'm envisioning this is like the scene in Major League, yeah. where uh, is it? I guess Major League Two, where Serrano comes to bat after being told that he has no marbles, and okay. the, the catcher's like. Hey, Serrano, nice to see you. He's like, shut up. So that's, yeah. if anyone talks to Astaroth, he's just going to tell him to shut up. Yeah, yeah. The Astaroth, when you first look at an Azamar, they always seem, you know, they are, um, you know, sort of uh, descendant from uh, Celestials. So they always seem a little happy and uh, like a glow about them. Um, as soon as he sits down at this table... Um, you see a little bit more of that red dragon come out in them. Um, yeah. You see the eyes turn um, lizard-like, and he's, like, real focused right now. Um, so they put the plate in front of him, and uh, for the first round here, um, roll me a d20 and add five to it for Astrod for his constitution. Ooh, not good. That's a seven. Okay. That's with the plus five? That's with the plus five, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so he's a little slow to start off at first, you know, the, uh, it's, it's not, it's not the way he usually likes his meat cooked, you know, and so he sort of, <laughs> I mean, he can cook breakfast. it himself. Yeah. Yeah. He sort of, uh, sort of uh, rushing through it. So, uh, before the end of this first round, give me one more roll, another D20 and yeah. let's see if he don't plus mess this up, Dan, don't mess this up. <laughs> plus the five or no. Yeah. Plus the five. Yeah. Oh, that's better. 15. 15. All right. Um, so, um, thankfully, um, on this one, um, uh, he's able to get through, and uh, he barely squeaks through into the second round, but he's he's looking really like... <laughs> like looking his, he's having second thoughts about this contest. Uh, um, uh, so. Bort's in the back. You got this, big guy! <laughs> Woo! And um, you start seeing... Uh, Glacier comes up and goes, all right, so we're uh, done with round one here. Um, everybody that uh, ate less than three plates, please leave. Um, you see some of the uh, some of the ice devils stand up. That chain devil barely got through one plate because he um, was unable to um, eat in a quick fashion. He leaves. Um, so it comes down to uh, Astrod is sat between two nine-foot pit fiends um, to his left and right. Um, and then on the end of them is, uh, oddly enough, it looks like there is uh, one imp that has made it through, um, to this round. Little tiny, uh, three-foot imp. Um, it's to the left of the one pit fiend. 
And on the right side is uh, a horn devil, which is just looks like a little bit more of a shrunken version of a pit fiend. Um, sands the wings um, and sits down. So he goes, all right. Uh, so not as many of you made it through as we thought. Uh, so we'll just make this final round. Um, yeah, well, we'll just uh, eat as much as you can until the last one doesn't throw up. Um, and so they put the plate in front of them. So um, give me a... Um, uh, now we're going to do constitution saving throws, which actually adds his proficiency. So um, roll me a 20 plus 10. Natural 20. Natural 20. He yeah. goes through that first plate, and he's the first one done nice. by, a, by a mile. And he's sort of just sort of just egging, you know, the crowd on as he gets done. He's starting to get confidence here as he gets through that first plate. I uh, see the pit fiends finish. Um, and the imp is, like, in second. It's like, it's, like, the weirdest thing you've ever seen. It's kind of like watching those hot dog eating contests where those really, like, thin people are in, like, in the top four. Um, of these contests, um, and uh, you know the uh, the horn devil's sort of pulling up the rear, but he's still in it. Um, roll quick, me another quick, const- quick yeah, question: Did we say what form he was in right now? He's still in the Asimar. He's still Asimar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think revealing him as a giant red dragon would be a bad idea. I've thought yeah, about I just it. Wasn't, but... I wasn't sure which form yeah. he was in right now. Yeah, he just he just sort of focused, so he's he's bringing in all of his red dragon energy, but he has not transformed. All right. Uh, so, so another twenty plus uh, plus with a plus ten. All right. Uh, seventeen. Okay. Um, slows down a little bit the pace here. Um, the uh, the horn devil's out. Um, he um, give me a a con save for uh, Bort for as he more. sees the horn devil throw up the goblin meat. Uh, 25. 25. It's disgusting, but you, you're you able to hold down your dinner while watching <laughs> that. I just, I, I go to the corner real quick, try to catch my breath. Oh my god, this is disgusting. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> Why it, am I here? It basically covered, like, a, the whole, like, section of the, of the bar. <laughs> you know, this throw up from this horned devil. Um, so... Uh, uh, one of the pit fiends seems to be slowing. That imp is still uh, chugging along. Um, uh, give me, uh, yeah, give me one more roll. Um, nice. On save. Oh, another natural twenty! I swear All right. to God. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, gets the plate here, and uh, he's at he's on plate like four or five at this point. Um, probably up to if they were pieces, he's probably into triple digits by now, number of pieces of meat that he's eaten here. He's well outpaced the, um, uh, you know, the pit fiends, they're gone. Um, the imp is still in. Um, so if you want to give me one more uh, con save um, to see if he uh, stays in. Oh man, this is nerve wracking. Who would have thought eating goblins would be so intense? 26. 26. He finishes off two more plates, and all of a sudden, um, give me a perception check for board. Okay, perception. 16. 16. Good, over 15. Um, uh, you notice, um, with that check, uh, and the, um, the bad uh, stealth that imps do have, um, 
you see that for the last plate that he just did, he scraped some stuff and knocked it onto the ground instead hey, of eating it. He, he's cheating. That son of a bitch over there is cheating. And Glacier goes, what? The, the fucking, the little guy. He's cheating. Yeah. He's taking the food off. And he looks over and and he goes, what with me? Not me. I'm not cheating. I'm not cheating. I'm doing this perfectly fair and square. I'm doing this perfectly fine. It's me. And I'm, I'm perfectly good. Um, so I'll roll a straight d20 here for Glacier. Um, Can rolls I a three. Um, doesn't see. Um, and he looks up and he's like, I, I don't see any evidence of the meat down there. Um, yeah. Uh, Fucking we'll go look. one more round here. Oh my god, you guys. What the hell? And any more outbursts from you, Turtle Man, and you'll be out of here. <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm like the GM for the Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> so give me one more con save. Alright, come on. Uh, oh, 29. 29. Um... So at this point, um, he goes through a couple more plates. Um, for Bort, uh, uh, roll me a perception check. For Bort? Yeah. Uh, 19. 19. So Bort, with that perception, um, you decide what you want to do with this information. You notice that there, you notice another, looks like something moving or something under the table next to the imp. Oh, okay. Um, there. So you, 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 with that perception, you think there's something under the table. Next gotcha. to the table. I, I go to the, the guy next to me. Oh, hey, look under there. It looks like there's a bunch of souls under there. I don't know what they like. Yeah. I have yeah. no clue. <laughs> <laughs> souls. Yeah. So he, uh, he rolls a two, that guy next to you in his oh, insight chat and goes, Souls, yeah, and up there. Look, completely you believes see. you, and you see that it is this Garistro, um, is next to you, which is a giant, like, ram like devil thing. And he just runs like a bull in the china shop thing, just in and just runs over that table next to the imp. And you see a, um, a little tiny, um, uh, it looks like an incubus type creature, um, sort of flies out, um, and hits the wall behind, um, the imp. And Glacier goes. Who is that? And that's he goes, the, nobody. That's the cheater. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not a cheater. Nobody, nobody's seen that. That's nothing. That's nothing. And he, uh, no attention to the man behind the curtain. And Glacier goes over and he um, investigates uh, the uh, the uh, the the not the unconscious uh, incubus and finds uh, goblin meat just drenched on his face and body. Um, and uh, he goes, well. He was going to win anyway, but no more rounds. Imp is disqualified. Oh, and he whispers down. He's like, what's your name again? Oh, you just run out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he goes, and Astaroth wins. And you see him flip the table over Astaroth and sort of <laughs> let out, let out a, like starts letting out a roar. Um, but back, sort of looks over, looks over at you, Board, as he starts to do it. I, I uh, nudge the guy next to me. That's my buddy up there. I know him. That's my boy. Yeah. And people kind of look curious over at him because, you know, it doesn't sound like a roar an Azermar should make. Um, <laughs> and he celebrates and the um, uh, Glacier walks over and he goes, well, for winning the contest, uh, 
here and hands him a bucket of goblin meat. He's like, here, you want a uh, a free bucket of goblin meat? And then he holds up a, a lantern and goes, and you want uh, five souls as well. Nice. Uh, souls good. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you. He doesn't... He, uh, uh, let me uh, roll... I'm going to roll... Wow, this is really shitty rolls. Um, all um, with his... Uh, intelligence check, not even getting him over a 10 um, with this. Um, Astaroth just, just leaves the souls behind and there's a gasp in the crowd and he just walks out of the thing eating the bucket of goblin meat as you guys walk out of the iced tea. I'll I'll pick up the souls <laughs> for him. <laughs> He's not a big soul guy. I It's, you know, it's it's not about that for him. It's, he doesn't do it for the souls. He does it for the, the love of the game kind of thing. You know, I got it. Yeah, so you exit out with a lantern full of five souls. Um, and uh, Astrid successfully won the goblin meat-eating contest. Yay! <laughs> a winner is you. Uh, so we um, we cut from that to um, uh, earlier in the day, uh, Zakara and Tiresias um, heading uh, towards the library. Um, you guys get inside and uh, give me a perception check, uh, Tiresias. Okay. 14. Yeah, so you walk inside and the first thing you notice is that this library is not very organized. There are just books everywhere. Oh, like good. some on shelves, some on floors. Like you can tell people just raid these from towns or travelers and just kind of throw them in here. Um, so there's no real organization to it. And you notice a, uh, a, um, a young, uh, a young, well, what would be the word? Um, we'll just, I can't think of the exact term, but like a young, like, fae-like creature, um, in the background, you know, flying around and sort of goes, um, uh, oh, um, how can I help you? Do you, do you have books to add to the pile? Add to the pile? We need to find something in that pile. <laughs> yeah, we're not here to to add. We're here to take a look around. Actual customers! Um, so, um, and she sort of just looks around at the pile. As you can tell, um, not very organized. So, um... What kind of a madman does this? Uh, to be honest, sir, I can't read, so I just kind of make sure, I just kind of, you know, just make sure no, the, uh, uh, Jerrion asked us to not, uh, burn any of the books, um, I don't know why, but, uh, so I'm just here to protect and make sure nobody destroys these books or tries to take them for any kind of, you know, fire, like, fire paper or anything like that just basically yeah i'm just protecting it so uh feel free to just look around um well, and this is gonna uh, be if, fun if you want <laughs> just uh you know you can I, I guess the word would be check out the book um yeah yes, that's we'll generally that. what you do in a library check it out okay and so uh i'll have both sakara and tiresias roll investigation checks 
17 for Sakara. 13. Okay, so um, Tiresias, what are you looking for? Anything relating to Lucifer Morningstar, like uh, Pizza Tacos asked us to do. Try to find anything we possibly could on him. And Zakara? Uh, I think Zakara would want to look into uh, maybe weaknesses that these these creatures that we might be going up against would have. Any uh, maybe some myth, um, like the mythos of them. Okay. Just yeah, anything so to learn about what makes them tick, I guess. Yeah. So basically, looking into. Um, anything related to Lucifer Morningstar and the fact of uh, minions that he has and especially the things you've already encountered that seem to be in line with him. Um, so good. So um, with your 17, um, you were able to find a, a couple books. It takes you a few hours um, to sort through and find it. Um, uh, Tiresias, with your 13, uh, it takes a little bit longer, but you do find uh, one tome um, like really large, thick one and like the bottom of the pile um, that just seems like an old history book. Um, so as you guys pull the books out, um, give me uh, intelligence rolls. Um, see how much you glean from the books. Uh, 11 versus Kara. Okay. 11. All right. So um, and Tiresias. Hang on. 14. Okay. So, um, first thing for Zakara, um, uh, she finds that the, um, all the creatures that you fought down in the catacombs, um, are not tied to the hells. They are tied to the abyss. They are all abyssal creatures, um, which is the, uh, realm of the demons, um, that you had found out. Um, so, uh, especially that, um, that retriever, the little metal creature that you had fought, construct, um, is very well known to uh, protect um, high-ranking officials or things very important to high-ranking demons. Um, it's it's there, a special type of construct. Would there be anything about the sarcophagi in any of these books? Yeah, so um, uh, we'll come back to you because um, okay. you have multiple books to go through. Um, Tiresias, your uh, Lucifer Morningstar um, research shows that um, basically you find out most of the stuff that you, you already knew in terms of, you know, there's three sarcophagi um, that are in different levels of hell. Um, they did this to sort of, you know, make it harder to resurrect him. Um, they were all entrusted to uh, archdevils, all long since dead. You don't recognize any of the names um, mm -hmm. that are listed there. So you're not even sure if the archdevils that were currently sitting on top of them even knew they were there. Um, so uh, you read through. Uh, the one thing you do find is that the uh, sacrifice um, that he does need, um, it seems uh, that he he needs a person of some kind of importance um, to basically resurrect his corporeal body. Um, it just can't be a commoner. It has to be someone of import on one of the planes of existence. Okay, so it can't be just a normal person. It's got to be either yeah. so yeah. somebody who 
who has some sort of title or importance then. Okay. Yeah. And you glean, since you got over 10 on the intelligence, that you remember uh, that Tribeca is a princess of hell. So right. um, you kind of figure that's why he chose her or has yep. been kid- kidnapping her. Um, so back to Zakara. Um, give me a history check for her. Well, as you go through the second book, which is more of a history book. All right. Uh, 15. Perfect. So what you learn um, is that the most recent um, uh, royalty um, from the abyss um, uh, during the blood wars um, was a guy named Grazit. I believe that's, I'm pronouncing it right. It has one of those apostrophes in it. It's a G-R-A-Z apostrophe Z-T. Um, uh, he is a, um, when he is in his actual uh, prince form, he is a, looks like a muscular humanoid. Um, stands about nine feet tall. Um, you see a full description of him here. Um, you know, his skin is like polished ob- uh, obsidian. Um, his eyes glitter with uh, green like a green light in there. Um, you, and the most important thing that you find, which getting the 15 give, gave you, um, is twofold. One, he has six fingers on each hand, um, very slender fingers, uh, very distinctive. Um, and he also has six uh, small um, black horns um, that are half hidden below his hair. Um, you can sometimes only see two of them um, at a time. Um, and he is also, um, uh, able to, um, shapeshift. So he can change into anything he wants, but at least one of those two main appearances, um, will still be apparent on him, uh, when he is in his form. So either the horns or the fingers, um, when he is in his, um, other form, um, you know that, uh, uh, Grazit um, was uh, led to um, he was the person that led the invasion um, into the hells from the abyss during the blood war um, and that uh, basically um, he uh, what's called he um, realized halfway through that the um, uh the only person at the Hell's benefit is Asmodeus, um, and nobody else, um, really, of the other arch devils. So his um, his thing is that um, to be able to um, take out Asmodeus um, would be the way to take over the Hells, um, but he would also uh, need to find a way to do that. Um, but before he was able to, he was pushed back. Um, by the other uh, devils of hell once they realized that um, without Asmodeus, they would not be able to um, keep their power. They would just be servants of the abyss if they didn't back Asmodeus. So essentially, you found the guy who... Um, the That retriever um, seems to be very tied to this person here. Um... Now, whether you don't know if this person is uh, role wasn't high enough to know anything more in terms of um, when he was pushed back, is he still around? You know, you know, is this a family member or anything? But you know that that 
Uh, Zakar found out that that thing is tied to that demon prince. So his name is Grizzit? Yeah, G-R-A-Z apostrophe Z-T. Okay, and he was the leader during the The Blood Blood Wars. Yeah. So he's a prominent figure down here. And in the abyss, but he is no... Well, he he would be well known amongst the older um, members of the uh, devil community. Does it say whether like he was was he feared down here or was he like was well he most mo- well liked? No, no, no. He 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 is a whole different plane of existence. He's okay. in the abyss. So that oh, that's, that's a different where, plane yeah, of existence. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's where the demons are. The devils are in hell. The demons are in the abyss. Okay. Um. So, um, he is feared over here by a lot of people. Um. You know, there are some people that like to make deals across the lines between, you know, as there isn't any conflict in war. Um, so he probably does have some allies on this side. Um, but, um, yeah, essentially, uh, that is what you gleamed from this. Is that, um, you know, you found out about this prominent figure okay. um, with that role. So... I would assume that he, since that sarcophagus was open, he is about, right? He's he's around somewhere. You, you found nothing about sarcophaguses, sarcophagi? Yeah, first time I did that. Oh, um, okay, because I, I figured if that construct no. was there and that was the sarcophagus. No. Roll, have the car roll an intelligence check, like a memory check. Uh, uh, that's intelligence, right, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 18. 18. So, she, after reading all this, she immediately remembers that the retriever was standing in front of the portal. And that was it. Oh, okay. He was just standing in front of that telephone booth portal um, okay. that you guys found. Um, he was not near where uh, Jerion was found in the sarcophagi room. Or sarcophagus room. Okay. Over there. Um, so... Um, you know, putting two and two together, you you feel that uh, he was probably protecting that portal. Okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, Tiresias, one last thing. A roll a history check. Okay. Twenty. Twenty. Perfect. You'll get. You'll get. Um. Uh. But you guys know most of the information already on Lucifer Morningstar, but you'll get a little more um, in-depth here. Um, Lucifer Morningstar was um, sent into the, for lack of a better term, the Horcruxes that he currently um, is located in because um, he ran all nine circles of hell um, when he was alive. You know, he was the ruler of all of them. And the reason he got, you know... Demoted was sort of a combination of um, archdevils looking for power um, that um, teamed up and sort of made uh, Enemy of My Enemy um, alliances with Celestia, you know, the sort of the heaven plane um, Mm -hmm. here um, to get rid of him uh, so that, you know, they could be able to have power over... um, different levels of hells um at this point there wasn't a uh you know breakdown of the nine circles at this point it was just the hells 
um, when Lucifer was running it. Um, but this, uh, you know, I guess mutiny would be a good word for it, um, of the arch devils of the time um, on Lucifer Morningstar making an alliance with Celestia is what created the Nine Hells, um, uh, from what you're reading here. Um, again, this book is all, you know, really old, and you, it's one of those things where in most religious text, um, you don't know how much of it's true and how much, how much of it is like a, you know, like a story to explain something a lot more difficult mm -hmm. um, to explain. But from your gatherings of being in a night of Bahamut and all that, you kind of glean that you can at least use some of this information. Um, and uh, you immediately, when you read Celestia, um, you know that Bahamut, um, before he went behind the Divine Gate, um, used to reside in the first level of Celestia. Um, and that's sort of where um, he doled out his orders from. So you yeah. were very familiar with with this place. Makes sense. Yeah. So um, you guys are done for the evening with all that information. Um, apologize for for anybody out there that does not like lore dumps. Um, we are <laughs> we are coming up we are coming up on the uh, final part of an arc here. So um, with good roles, they learn a lot of information. Uh, so we move on. You guys, uh, uh, I'm assuming, uh, meet up again in the mansion. Um, do you want to have a uh, conversation tonight about all the information or um, to hold off until you get everything you need before having a planning session? Uh, I think we got a lot done, right? Yeah. I say uh, we check in in the morning, a.k.a. in the next, next session. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, so um, we'll, we'll end this session. Um, uh, we'll go to the... Um, if you guys, uh, let me uh, write down. Uh, as you guys gather back into the mansion, um, full of new information here, um, uh, Tiresias and, and Zakara learn um, a lot about both uh, Lucifer Morningstar and uh, Grizzit. Um, and the um, shooting range is intact. The weapons have been stolen. You guys have had a successful first couple days. Um, of your downtime here, and um, you uh, get ready, and um, uh, for the next evening, you guys are going to the fight pit. Uh, uh, Bort is going to um, try and win those dozen souls. Um, and uh, before we uh, head out, uh, Bort, what do you say in the mirror to Bort to pump <laughs> himself up? You are loved, you are worth it, and gosh darn it, you're just a nice person. And uh, I know that that's is... not exactly wait, how it's Wait, said. I've got one <laughs> I've got one thing to add to this. Um I think Bort's name for the pit match should be Bort the Therapist of Carnage. Ooh. I'll you are you gonna like introduce me as that? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Then we're yeah, we're good. Do it. Yeah, so Fred walks up to Bort, gives him his new name. Um and uh, you guys uh, get ready, and that is where we'll end this episode. Yay! We did it, guys. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, 
and all hey, sorts hey, of. Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more. Or you could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him. Do about I need that to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks.